Creator Radio. Good evening, everybody. Tuesday, February 18th, 2020, 5.54 p.m. Chicago, Illinois. I'm your host, Andres Benitez, and thank you guys for tuning in to Creator Radio. If you'd like to reach out to Creator Radio with any questions, comments, and concerns, please email me at creatorcompany401 at gmail.com. That's creator, C-R-E-A-T-O-R, company, 401 at gmail.com. If you don't know, now you know. Creator Radio can be found on Spotify. Please hit that follow button. Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating and a review. And if you're listening to this on Anchor, please leave us a message. All right, that's it. And now, on to the show. Creator Radio. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back, everybody, to Creator Radio. Once again, I'm your host, Andres Benitez. Thank you guys for tuning in, tapping in, and listening to the show. On today's episode of Creator Radio, like I said yesterday, we're going to be doing a little just a reaction to the All-Star Weekend. I know it's a little late. I know it's kind of past past due, but fuck it. We're on the road to 100 episodes, 100 podcast episodes, so I thought it'd be good just to um, just for talk about it. Even I get like 20 minutes or 25 minutes on the podcast. I'll be, I'll be really happy. And even if it's shorter than that, maybe I'll just say fuck it and, and let it, and put it out there too. An episode's an episode. It counts. Um, just going through the motions here and yeah, let's talk about the announcements, the announcements coming up for this week. I still need to do the wet, hot summer, wet, hot American summer movie review. So that is coming soon. A bunch of new music has has popped up on my radar. So I'm thinking I'm going to do a music review on who is this? Daniel Caesar. I've heard of Daniel Caesar before, but he's put out. Well, it was put out in 2019, but uh, Case Study One, a new album by Daniel Caesar. So I'd like to, I'd like to go through and and give my thoughts on it. I've listened to probably 80% of it by now. Really enjoyed what I was listening to, so I think it's gonna be perfect. And then what else is going on? Any other announcements I got going on? Oh, I am gonna do the 10 Ticklers thing that I was talking about on last on the last episode. If you if you're brand new to Creator Radio, thank you guys for tuning in. Please go back and listen to some other episodes so you know what's going on. Most recently, I thought uh, a good idea would be to to put together like different playlists of just 10 songs I've really been enjoying for every genre that I listen to. So I'm going to do R&B, I'll do a rap one, punk rock or, or alternative and then maybe like an indie or something like that. And then we'll do 10 and then we'll do different episodes on those. So that should be a four part series. I think that'd be kind of cool content to do. I mean, it's it's kind of like a music review, but you get um, way more names in, into one episode. So I, I am leaning pretty heavily towards that. And yeah, I think that's all the announcements that I have. So stay stay tuned in. Please, please follow um, me on Instagram at Andy.Benitez1. You can also follow me at Creator Radio or Creator Company on instagram those will be linked in the description and again if you're listening to this on spotify please hit the follow button if you listen to this on apple podcasts 
please leave us a rating and review. And if you're listening to this on Anchor, please drop us a message. Oh, very quickly, I was looking at my analytics for for Anchor, and I just wanted to briefly bring up the fact that we have quite a diverse group of people listening to the shows. Um, well, not that many, but if I go into my ge- geographic locations, 95% of you fuckers listening are in the United States. 1% is from Senegal. So shout out whoever's listening to this in Senegal. Shout out. We also have 1% of people from UK- the Ukraine listening to Creator Radio. Thank you, Ukraine, for tapping in. Canada. What up, eh? I don't know. I don't know what else. I don't know what can it. Oh, 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 didn't see you there. But thank you for listening to Creator Radio. I appreciate it there, mate. That was an awful Canadian accent. And then we also have 1% from South Africa. So very interesting for me just to see, like, in front of me who's listening and where they're coming from. Looks like we're dead split between the Spotify listeners and Apple Podcasts coming in right around at 35%. Anchor, 17%. And then other, 13%. Devices, iPhone, web, Mac. Yeah, all pretty standard. And then our views. Let's just look at we're at 171 total plays. An estimated audience of five people. Shout out to the five people listening. And yeah, we're growing, man. We're growing brick by brick. I think I think once we hit 100 episodes, things will something will happen, right? Eventually, something will happen. I did also want to bring up very quickly. I am thinking about starting to do um, monetized ad reads during during the episodes just like in the middle just before just to break up um the segments a little bit not that i really wanted to do that i know in the pilot i was like very gung-ho about not wanting to do that but i think i think once i get to a certain point in the podcast i'm thinking right around 100 episodes maybe even 50 um, if we get to 50 i'm thinking i'm gonna start doing ad reads just because why not make money off of this and practice doing ad reads and stuff like that so it just becomes a part of the show if if i ever you know want to rely on it somewhat financially Um, my thinking is that you know i'm in college right now currently and you know trying to get a degree in in user experience design and a minor in graphic design Um, and that's one path but you know life is not is not one path. There's not, you know, there's there's a bunch of different outlets and lanes and worlds that you can you can, you know, get get involved in. And I think I think the radio one or podcast is is a legitimate lane for me right now as far as I, I really do enjoy this stuff. I do enjoy talking into a mic. Um, gives me something to do. Doesn't make me feel as lonely sometimes. But I think if I keep doing it and we just start hitting like the 100 mark, 150 mark, 200 mark. Like that's a lot of episodes. But if we just continue to do it regularly for like two or three years, it would just become a show on its own. I think just natural growth of a podcast, like you just continue to gain listeners, hopefully. And then maybe if I don't want to do something coming out of college with a degree and I have the you know podcast where I can make that my career. That doesn't sound too bad to me. Waking up every day, interviewing people, talking sports, talking music. Sounds like a great job. So that's kind of my mindset. I do think very big term. And obviously, there's a lot of things that we need to do for the show to to get where it needs to be. 
Um, but yeah, that's that's my thinking as of right now. And that is the conclusion of all the announcements. Sorry, I just I wanted to talk a little bit just to get just to get some audio down. But yeah, th- that's my thinking. And now, uh, without further ado, we will hop into the review or recap of the NBA 2020 Chicago edition All-Star Weekend. Here we go. Creator Radio. All right, all right, all right. Let's hop right into it. NBA All-Star Weekend 2020 Chicago. We, you know, it was held here uh, for the first time in like 30 years. I don't know why that is. I feel like Chicago is a perfect place to hold the All-Star Weekend. I just want to say I don't have a script for this section. I didn't write anything down. I'm just going to spitball it. Um, I just want to talk for a little bit and get an episode down. So, fuck it, dude. I don't I don't give fuck. I'm just do what I want. I'm do what I want, man. Uh, but yeah, let's just let's just fucking spitball it. So, let's talk about the city of Chicago. Let's talk about how you know what it's like for me to be in the city of Chicago and the impact that it has on the community. Um, I think right now for some reason chicago is like getting the most attention national attention that i that i've seen in a very very long time like when i was growing up in boston i really didn't didn't really know a whole lot about chicago i'm sure like plenty was happening and i just wasn't like tuned in or tapped in but i think right now we're hitting like this renaissance period where chicago is like this place where design and culture and and media and and music and and sports and food and and just lifestyle everything is just kind of colliding like in a very very interesting interesting dynamic i mean the only thing really holding the city back from being named the best city in america with no hands like not even any question is the weather like in my opinion Los Angeles, like it, the traffic is fucking dog shit. New York is dirtier than a freaking uh, crack house. It's disgusting. Rats running around everywhere. Like it's also busy and loud and noisy. Uh, Boston is a little too small. Doesn't have has a big name, but not you know doesn't really have the infrastructure to be the best city in America. San Francisco is probably up there. Uh, Dallas, Atlanta, those you know, southern states, and not as well known as, as Chicago. Am I missing any big ones? Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, Atlanta. Mm, I'm sure I'm missing missing some other ones, but Portland, Seattle, Washington, Washington D.C. Um, I'm not really sure. I, I I do think that Chicago is is culturally probably the best city in, in in the country. I mean, we're a diverse group. We got a ton of different things going on, and like I said, we're really hitting this really cool, interesting period of time where I think the the world is watching us. Um, <clears throat> I mean, obviously we have the All Star Weekend that w- that was big. I've heard talks of the Olympics coming to Chicago at at some point. That would be really huge for the city. And then I think when you're actually in Chicago and you know the culture, like you start hearing about the underground scene that that's coming to life. I, I know I I know I've said the, this name before on the pod Cole Bennett Lyrical Lemonade doing some incredible things as far as music industry goes and and you know representing the city of Chicago culturally uh, to the rest of the music scene they just had a huge uh, brand 
collision with um, Jordan. They did a whole series, a whole line of, of Jordan and Lyrical Lemonade stuff. Had a, you know, did interviews and articles talking about how the city of Chicago really influenced their uh, the culture of, of their company. I, I just I don't know. It's, it's a very it's a very inspiring time to be here, and I, I think. As far as my timeline goes and my path um, that professionally or, you know, just or just being in a place where I enjoy, Chicago is really hitting, hitting the nail on the head here. Again, it's the weather. It's the weather that blows and everything else is, is really quite, quite fantastic and quite breathtaking. The architecture is insane. The river is beautiful. I mean... Yeah, there's not a whole lot of bad. I mean, gang violence, but that that's that's all over the place, and we're not even the worst anymore. Yeah, St. Louis, I think, is the is the worst. Um, what else? Uh, homeless population, that's pretty bad. I'm not gonna lie, that's that's a really brutal, brutal statistic for Chicago, um, and definitely goes in the loss column because a lot of homeless people. That's that's probably one of our biggest problems is is the homeless population. But I think. Um, it's it's going to turn around, and I think I think in the future we're going to see Chicago being at the forefront of you know just advancements in, in culture, society, humanity, philanthropy, all, all different all different scopes. I think Chicago is going to be at the head of all of it all. What does that What does this have to do with the All Star Weekend? I just I just felt so right having the NBA All Star Weekend here, like you know all the clubs and doing their, their different guests and bringing in celebrities and just bringing attention and, and just it being a hub is just so mind blowing and fantastic to me. Um, so yeah, shout out the city of Chicago. And then let's dive into the, the all-star weekend again, I'm spitballing this. It's not, not scripted. We'll talk about the actual all-star game at the end of the show, uh, but I do want to go through like the basics of, obviously we had Kobe Bryant, uh, the, his recent death, that was honored, Gigi was honored, uh, D-Wade and Candace Parker uh, led a 24.2 tribute, second tribute to the people who had passed away in that fatal um, pl- uh, helicopter accident, so rest in peace to everybody who lost their life. But that was good. That was good to show show respect. And yeah, the skills challenge. We had the first round matchups featured uh, Bam Adedemayo, Spencer Dinwiddie, Pascal Siakam, Pat Beverly, Chris Middleton, uh, Shai Gillis Alexander, Dominic Shem- Dom, Domata, Dom, Domatas Sabonis. I can't fucking say his name. And of course, my boy, Celtic bred Jason Tatum. I have a lot of thoughts on Jason Tatum right now, but that he's I'm just so excited for his future, that's all I'll say. Going into the finals, Bam Adebayo and Adebayo, Adebayo? Am I saying that? Adebayo, Bam Adebayo beats uh, Sabonis in to win to win the skills challenge. First time ever for Debayo winning an All-Star Weekend event. And yeah, I what my thoughts on the skill challenge? I think it's kind of entertaining. It's probably the lowest on the priority of things that need to be like sh- or like viewed during the All Star Weekend. Excuse me. But regardless, it's always it's always fun to see all the players and the bench just interact, having a good time. Everybody just being on one court and just kind of you know just enjoying enjoying the break and and you know getting to poke a little fun at everybody. So congratulations, congratulations to Adebayo uh, for his first 
skills championship. Three-point contest, very exciting. We obviously had Trey Young, Devin Booker, Joe Harris, Devontae Graham, Buddy Heal, Duncan Robinson, Zach Levine, uh, Davis Bertans. I'm, I'm not sure about that. But again, Devin Booker, Buddy Heald in the finals came. Buddy Heald came, literally came down to the last basket that he shot, uh, beating beating Devin Booker in the finals. Buddy Heald, he was out of Oklahoma, if I'm correct. And I haven't like he he's been in my scope, like he's been on the radar, but not not enough to bring All Star attention to me or something like that. So. Uh, you know, interesting to see him win the three-point contest. Very you know, happy for him. Beat Devin Bucker, who's an elite shooter. And I think the biggest the biggest dis- disappointment of this three-point challenge was that Damian Lillard wasn't in it. Uh, shout out my boy Dame, Dame Dalla. Damian Lillard, you're cold, buddy. You are so fucking cold. And you are uh, an absolute treasure to be able to watch, uh, to be able to shoot the ball. I mean, in the same category as Steph and Clay for, for me. Uh, you know, Ray Allen, you know, great all-time three-point shooters. He, he He's up there. He's got to be up there, uh, just especially for his range and the, just the consistency where he can he can score from behind, any anywhere behind the three-point arc. Uh, so that was a three-point challenge. Shout-out to Buddy Heald uh, for winning. And then, obviously, the main event, kind of the main event. I'm still determining which one is, like, actually the main event in the, in the um, All-Star Weekend, but the Slam Dunk Contest. We had Aaron Gordon. We had Pat Covington. We had um, Derek Jones Jr., Pat Covington, Dwight Howard, Derek Jones Jr., and Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Those were the big, I think the four that were that were involved. Uh, shout out to the white boy, white boy, white man can't jump. Pat Covington of Milwaukee Bucks. He, I, I was really impressed. I, I think it's funny how we racially associate, you know, white men without like, not being able to dunk or you know some sort of stigma stigma that the white boys can't jump. Um, so it was really funny to see him put on the actual costume from the movie and go out there. And jump over Giannis and and put it down. Like it was very impressive. Obviously not enough to win, but you know, shout out, shout out the white boys out there jumping and hooping and and dunking because I can't and I would love to be able to dunk, but just not not what God gave me. Um, obviously, the White Howard making his his return to the dunk contest, Superman, aka Superman. I think it was a good throwback, a little nostalgia feel. Um, I didn't think his dunks were that incredible. Obviously, he wasn't going to win. But again, a good good sentimental piece for, for the people there to see Dwight Howard. And then finally, just a big controversial duel between Jones Jr. and um, Aaron Gordon. Obviously, we had the disappointing Aaron Gordon loss against Zach Levine in the 2008 NBA Slam Dunk Contest. So it was pretty much assumed that if if he came back and 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 did and put on the, relatively the same show that he put on against Levine, uh, it would be it'd be wrapped up in, in a gift. Um, Personally, I think that he had the best dunk of the whole contest uh, this year. The one-handed 360 off the side of the backboard, like slam, the windmill, whatever, the one-handed windmill. 
I, I've never seen anybody do anything like that ever in my entire life. I think I think that from a, a technical standpoint, all the dunks between him and, and Jones Jr. were very, very, very similar. Um, I mean, Jones kept coming back with the like aggressive in between the legs slam dunks, which are all technically fifties. They they from you know from you know. A, a ranking standpoint, they are 50s dunk. They're all hard to to complete. The difficulty, you know, beyond anything that that most people are capable of. Maybe maybe Aaron uh, Gordon, you know, the, you know, a handful of people could be able to do to do these dunks. I I think that I think Aaron Gordon should have won. I I really do. I I'm not upset that it ended the way it did because I think you could make a legitimate case. For Jones being the winner, you know, D Wade kind of hoed him with the the nine at the uh, or hoed Aaron Gordon at the end with that nine on his last dunk after he jumped over Taco Fall, a seven footer in the league. Wait, hold up one second. I'm so sorry. Let me grab my charger so my laptop doesn't die. One second, please. Sorry about that, y'all. Just didn't want to lose power or anything like that. But yeah, Aaron Gordon should have won. Uh, I think you could make an argument that that either of them should have won. I, I don't think that Jones like, like. I don't think it was like a huge margin gap between the two of them. But I think if you're going for the wow factor and the entertainment factor and and the fact that like you're trying to put on a show for people, uh, it's Aaron Gordon. It's Aaron Gordon for me. He's just doing some freak freak things with like I I don't understand half half of the way like half the dunks that he's that he's pulled off. I mean, obviously in the 2008 one when he like actually jumped over the mascot, two legs over, went underneath his legs and finished it. That was probably one of the craziest dunks I've ever seen. That followed by the one-handed 360 uh windmill. That was fucking insane too. But yeah, I, I think the slam dunk contest is probably like the bread and butter. Like I know it's not the main event, but I think it it's that and the All Star Game and the All Star Game, the the real All Star Game, has always been kind of like a joke. You know, it, it it was never really like that entertaining. I think in theory, the idea is like, oh, you're the best players on on the court. It's gonna be the the dual you know battle of the of the titans and then they get on the court they don't play defense it's just a lob city it's just dunks every you know everywhere uh and the slam dunk contest just gives the people this like unfiltered uncensored raw aggressive entertainment and it's fantastic to see the reactions of the crowd is always my favorite thing you know and it really brings a whole building together on the one spectacle one show uh with that being said let's move on and actually transition oh actually we have the rising stars game fuck i should have i should have waited but i will connect the two uh, i want to see john morant in the fucking dunk contest i'm so pissed that he declined the offer i think it should have been zion aaron gordon 
Zach Levine should have made a comeback again and and did done did it again. John Morant should be in it, and I think Jones Jr. should be in it too. I think that those five or I don't know how many are supposed to be in it, but Zion and Ja they had to be in the dunk contest, and it. You know, I know that they have a personal choice to say, no, I don't want to, or no, I don't think this is good for my conditioning, or whatever the case is, whatever reason they have. Like, bro, there are just so many people who want to see who want to see them do that. So it was a good show, and it was very exciting. I think that uh, it would have been more exciting with, you know, again, a couple of different people inserted into the lineup. Um, but yeah, I was, I was pretty happy with that. With the slam dunk contest, the Rising Stars, USA beats the world 151 to 131. Um, you obviously got to see Ja and Zion for the first time be on a court and work together. I think... I, I, it was really something to see just Ja like lob all these balls to Zion and then Zion just went up and, and get and he just got all of them and just he put them down like like it, it was like a walk in the park for the two of them and I think that um, maybe in the future maybe in the future there will be I don't know maybe maybe Zion will somehow end up on the Grizzlies and that will be you know the greatest spectacle of the the modern era, the newer generation of NBA basketball, they they will be, you know, the the trailblazers for uh, what entertainment, what NBA entertainment should be. Uh, so that was really cool. Good to see them on the court. And then finally, the main event, the biggest, the biggest event, the whole point of the All Star Weekend, um, the NBA All Star Game. Uh, I love, and I'm so happy that they've done this in in recent times. I love the draft. I I love when they have the the fucking oh my god the Shaq and Ernie and Chuck and Kenny all there with the two team captains. It's been obviously LeBron and Giannis for the last two years. Just picking teams and going through the list. It's it's just fantastic. Like it's funny. It's entertaining. Uh, the entire community loves it, and I think it should be a tradition going forward. Obviously, Team LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Luka Doncic, James Harden, Damian Lillard out, Ben Simmons, uh, Jokic, Jokic, the Joker, Jason Tatum, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, and Sabonis. On Team Antetokounmpo, Embiid, Siakam, Kemba Walker, shout out Celtics, Trey Young. He is something else, dude. This kid can shoot from absolutely anywhere. Like I, I, it's just Steph. Like it's just a little Steph, and I, I'm very excited for his future. Chris Middleton, Bam Adebayo, Rudy Gobert, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram, and Donovan Mitchell. I think those, the, you know. On paper, the teams are not even close to being even. Team LeBron is is heavily favored, heavily stacked, and then it just came down to the freaking the actual game where it was one. What is it? One fifty seven to one fifty five. Uh, so now I want to talk about just very briefly like the setup and the change in like the scoring and the game and how it worked and all that. So usually they would just they just play a normal game. Again, no defense was was ever was ever you know too serious. No fouls were called. It was just a big lob contest and just go out dunk, do a bunch of fancy moves, pull up three, do you just fuck around all that shit. Uh, I really, really, really enjoyed what they did this year to change to change it and make it more um, f- 
philanthropy based. So Team Giannis and Team LeBron were both playing for charities in Chicago. And and each quarter was essentially a mini game that would that would end, and whoever won that quarter would win a hundred thousand dollars for that charity of the of the winning team. I loved it. I I absolutely loved what they did with this. I think it's the perfect way to to give back to the community. I I, I mean Chicago has been itching has been itching for some again. A spotlight in the mainstream media. I think personally, we have a again, a, a, you know, renaissance going on. But it's just really good to see Chicago and the and the charities and the kids being there and and rooting for the team, and the team captains being being involved and and getting to choose which charity they want. And and each game is is a hundred grand. I I really enjoyed how that how that was set up. And then. Obviously, at the end, a game to 24 in honor of Kobe Bryant. Winner, winner wins like another 200 grand or something like that. A total of 500, half of a million dollars, 500 grand was given away to ch- uh, charities in Chicago, which is overall the best thing ab- about this about the game. I just, I, I really can't say, I can't give any more props to the NBA for what they did and how they and how they organized it. And finally, you know it. It put the NBA All Star Game into a situation where these guys are actually playing for something. Like they really, they really give a fuck. Like we, we saw at the end of the game, like they were playing D. They weren't fucking around. This wasn't a, this wasn't a joke. Like they wanted to win the game. Like and that's really again, like what the All Star Game was supposed to be. I guess like supposed to be a clash of titans and for the first time in in nba all-star history we really saw the best players go at it like they were people kyle lowry's taking charges you know block shots were being debated like people were playing defense this people were running plays this is not a joke we, they had the best players in the nba on a floor and for 24 points they were going at it and again i think excuse me excuse me I think that this was the perfect mixture of giving back to the community through the philanthropy, giving back to the city of Chicago and putting on a real show and entertainment uh, for the people who paid a lot of money, a lot, a lot, a lot of money to go see the the all-star game. Um, But yeah, shout out to both LeBron and Giannis for, for being the team captains. And, and, you know, again, I, I think all in all, this was probably one of the better, all-star weekends that we've ever had and it was really cool to see and i didn't even get to watch it live it was it was literally friday and saturday so valentine's day and then i was with everybody and uh, you know we're just just hanging out didn't really get to see everything start to finish um and youtube was just the main way that i got to recap all this stuff and and hop on a mic and talk about it for let's see how long we've been going 30 minutes this is absolutely fucking crazy so yeah i we put our time and we paid our dues number 25 we're a quarter of our way there to fucking 100 episodes uh if you're still listening to this thank you for tapping in and and i really appreciate you uh listening to creator radio um so that's going to do it for me one time andres benitez chicago illinois thank you guys so much for listening again and i hope you guys have a great night talk to you soon peace Y'all know this is so, so dead.
Creator Radio. Creator Radio.